Welcome back to The Hill Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Long, and today we are going to jump into part two of our conversation with Sam and Brenna Daggy. And just a reminder, this episode and the one before are about miscarriage. Um, as much as that can be something this podcast can be something that's helpful for you to feel heard, important, and loved in that. It could also bring up some emotions if that's a pretty raw place that you're at right now. So we just wanted to give you a heads up on that and let's join the interview that's already in progress. Again, I don't know that everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. So you go into the doctor's office, Mm -hmm. you have the medicine administered, and then you leave the doctor's office? Yes. You just go home. Oh. And so what the medication does is it just helps your uh, cervix to open and it helps your uterus to contract and to start shedding that lining. Okay. Um, And so... um, but it's it's kind of a question mark as to how long one and it'll kick in, and so right. we just don't know. Right. Um, and so we sat for about five hours before we felt any sign of anything. Mm. Um, and so that that I feel like was hard because you're just you know you're about to be in horrible pain. Right. But I don't know what that's you know I still can't anticipate what that feels like, and you're still at that point. I think I was still wrapping my mind around the fact that what was even happening. Yeah. Um, the way that I described it to him and wrote in my journal was, you know, almost like climbing to a top of a cliff and it's the highest cliff you've ever been on and you can look out and you can see so far. And that's how I felt being pregnant is, you know, I can, you just felt like you could see this future ahead that was so exciting. And just like that, the cliff breaks and you're falling Uh. and you're just free falling. And it's like, I knew I knew I was going to hit the ground, and I just was trying to figure out how hard is the hit going to be, and is there going to be a path? Am I going to even be able to see the way out once I hit the ground? I don't know. know, And so you're just free-falling, and I think that's the really cool thing about the people we had surrounding us and the prayers and um, that we knew were coming our way is I literally, like physically, could feel as I was feeling like I was falling and about to hit this, you know, hit the ground hard, it's like I could feel someone's prayer grab a hold of me. Mm. And then someone else, you know, and the next mm-hmm. thing I know, I was anticipating this horrible, you know, fall. Yeah. And I was just laid on the ground, just, mm. you know, just rested there. And I, I could tell and I knew that people were praying for that specific thing for me. And so... That was, I think, in that, those moments leading up to it, just the peace that, you know, would lay over our mind. It was hard and, you know, you're anticipating yeah. it, but we still had a sense of peace. We could sit with our friends and have a conversation and um, just talk about life, you know, while yeah. we're waiting for this horrible physical pain to start. And I really believe that that was the result of people just covering us in prayer. And It was amazing. I mean... The community that we have here is, like I said, it's what's kept us here. And it, it all in one text, it was, hey, we were pregnant. Unfortunately, we're not anymore. Brenna's going to have a miscarriage. We're going to go through this. Or we are having a miscarriage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and immediately, like, what can we do? And yeah. 
I don't think we cooked for two weeks. People <laughs> brought meals over. Yeah. And we never had to ask. People, it, it wasn't people, a, mm-hmm. like, no. do you want us to? It was, what day? Like, yeah. we're so, doing this. Yeah. You know, we're showing up for you. What day can we bring it? But yeah. even even more than just meeting, you know, tangible needs for us was, like Brenda said, just praying for us, praying over us, and reaching out little text messages or stopping by and just having a quick chat or you know, just checking up occasionally on us, those, it, I, I'm just speechless. It's mm. it's what carried us through it, mm-hmm. honestly. It was, yeah. And that um, that community, um, it like your small group and mm-hmm. small from group your and just friends, friends we've made mm-hmm. pretty much all in a manual. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just people who have grown close to us and yeah. Um, and we, sh- we started small with sharing anyways. I mean, yeah. like my, my Emmanuel staff family, there was a group of people from there that knew, mm-hmm. um, our small group knew, and then like a few friends outside of that knew. And so, um, it was a small group, but it was a small, mighty, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mighty group of people who just yeah. showed up in any way we needed and ways we didn't even know we needed, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we, we, there's two people in our small group, two couples who have been walked through miscarriage in the last year and a half. Oh, gosh. And so, like, when we sent that text, um, within 30 seconds, one of the women call, was calling me. And it was just that she, they recently just had yeah. their first baby or side. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, you're gonna, I mean, I, I said hello, and she said, you're going to be okay. You know, mm-hmm. that was her first. And so I think even just the mm-hmm. way God so carefully placed these people who have experienced this in our life and yeah. their willingness to open. I mean, I was texting them kind of fast forward into when we did start physically going, like meditation yeah. administered, kicked in. It's scary Yeah, what you physically go through. Yeah. And you really wonder, like, is this normal? Is this okay? Like, mm-hmm. I, am, do I need like a blood transfusion? You know, you really start mm-hmm. to question those things. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not... This doesn't feel normal. This doesn't feel right. And so even just being able at 11 o'clock at night to text and say, you know, was this something you experienced or what was this like for you? And that reassurance of, nope, yep, yep. I experienced mm-hmm. that. And so it just helped ease my nerves a little bit that, you know, there wasn't something wrong. This is, it's horrible, but it is something that it's normal. Like normal it's what you should be experiencing. Normal, yeah. horrible, if that's, yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah. that's even enough. One thing I think um, for us to grab onto, though, I know you said that they didn't have to ask, or you didn't have to ask, but one thing that you did really well during this time is reach out and keep people that you wanted praying for you, praying for you, or at least open the door for there to be um, help, yeah. like intercession. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to pray when you're going through that. It's, but to know that other people are praying for you, I thought that was a beautiful metaphor that you used about the falling, and each prayer catching. Um, prayer is super powerful, mm-hmm. and um, that's. I would just say that that is something that I don't know is uh, first nature for people to like. That's not just something that comes easy to to invite other people into your pain right. because we live in an anti-grief culture. So <laughs> there's very much the I need to keep my pain at bay within myself. So to be vulnerable to yours will start all that inside me. Right. So um, 
it takes, I just would say that it's probably super helpful to know that you could be open and receive it, but also to the people on the outside to be invited in, even if it's just inside a little bit, right? to do mm-hmm. your part in it. I don't know. I feel like it, it, that's a really hard thing for some people to ask, and then they have to go it alone. I think in a normal, and I would even say like um, a grief that we experienced before this grief was losing my grandpa. Mm. I lived with him in high school. He was a huge uh, like mentor to Sam as, as Sam was you know, growing up in. Um, I think I was that way in that grief, and that was my first big grief. Mm. And I think mm. there were certain pieces of that grief that helped me understand this grief, although it was different. Yeah, I think I was less hard on myself for some of the things that I was feeling because mm-hmm. I was I was that way when I lost him. It was you know I didn't want to burden anyone else with yeah. how sad I was or how you know gut wrenching it felt to lose someone that meant that much. And um, so I think. Going through that helped us learn to lean on people, but I also think from the very start, I'm a very uh, independent, I'm strong enough, mm-hmm. I can do it, you know, Yep. hard work, rub a little dirt on it, and yeah, you'll yeah. get through. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is my nature, and Same. I, I think that um, it was just evident from the very start that this was beyond me, this was beyond mm. my strength, this was beyond... You know, anything that I could supply for myself, like this was beyond that. And and if I didn't, I, I actually felt like I don't know how I'm going to survive if God doesn't enter into this situation Yeah. immediately. And so I felt like, I mean, prayers, like one right. way I knew that that could happen. And so I think for like most people wouldn't know this, but I think me asking for them to pray really was like, I like this is my lifeline right now. Yeah, you know, I, if God doesn't pick me up, I'm not picking myself up. I don't have the strength to do it. Right. Um. So I'm gonna need Him to supply me in a way that I don't. You know, I I can't even wrap my head around which He did. Um. Spoiler alert. You know, He provided <laughs> everything that I needed at peace and strength and, I mean, the just the way He provided, but. Like I had to ask people for that because if if I didn't, I didn't know how I was gonna take another step. You know, it just yeah. was too big. It was too much. Yeah. And I didn't know how. I didn't know what to do with it. And so it was like, okay, this is what. What do you do when something's too big? Well, I know someone bigger than me. You know, right? And he, right. he, this isn't too big for him. Mm-mm. And so I, that was the only thing I knew I could do. I mean, I, I didn't feel like I had another another place to turn. It's a good place to turn, but. Right. At that point, I mean, every human nature of mine that wanted to dig deep and be strong, just, I couldn't. I just just couldn't. No. So. When the, um, when you got the information and when you started to realize, oh gosh, this is going to be, we're going to have, this is chapter one of hard. Mm -hmm. There's going to be chapter two of hard. Um. What were some of the emotions that you both sorted through? Was there was there guilt? Was there sad? I mean, of course there was sadness, but I mean, was there like deep sadness? Was there what were some of the emotions that you had to and I don't use this term to mean like get over, but I mean like that you had to check within yourself. Yeah. Okay, this is rising up. 
Do you need mean, to deal like, with it now. When we found out that like we hadn't any part of it, okay. like what's uh, the rainbow yeah. of emotions yeah. that have happened? Mine, you know, after initially trying to, you know, deal with the sorrow and the grief and then going through the initial f- couple weeks of the miscarriage, through that I was definitely, I, it's not an emotion, but it was just kind of like a question, like why, like why does this need to happen to, mm. happen to us? Like, but especially like I, I do not like seeing Brenna hurting and she was not only hurting physically but she was hurting deeply emotionally yeah and i was like why why does this need to happen to her right now and um i remember that that being one thing i needed to check um as you said were and i just had to surrender that you know i mean like brenda said james one two through four is a big verse that you know we really try to live by and you know keep in the back of our minds and, you know, this is just another trial that we were going to have to go through. It was unexpected, but, um, you know, nonetheless, we were trying to use this as, you know, to shine some of, some, some of God's glory. And, um, you know, we're sitting here on a podcast being able to share it with some people. Hopefully it'll help them and, yeah. you know, be a tool to just, to, you know, comfort some other people. And so quickly, too, we talk a lot on the podcast about feeling your way through grief. And it feels, it it presents that you have been feeling your way through each part of it. And that's why I ask for the emotional gamut, because that helps listeners that are like, how are they, did he just say it's February and they (laughs) lost the baby in January? Like, how are they smiling? How are they out of bed? Yeah. How are they moving around and, like, having a life? Yeah. I would say there's not an emotion I didn't feel. Mm. And it just, um, like, initially I I felt like, okay, like, I didn't I didn't ask why. I don't think the question why really came when we found out we were going to miscarry. It did come. Um, I think initially I was just sad, you know, mm-hmm. and um, lost a little bit. Like, a little, maybe overwhelmed is a better word. Yeah. Just... There's just a lot of things, you know, and and honestly, I think I did for at least that first week kind of package what I was feeling up and just remember telling him I'm going to physically get through this Mm -hmm. and then I'll deal with whatever's over there. Yeah. But right now, I I mean, it felt like my first job was just survive physically. Yeah. You know, just to to get through that. And and I think that's where the kind of the frustration um, and the the questioning maybe entered in was when, okay, I did it. I went through it, and that was horrible. Yeah, you know that was like the hardest five hours of my life. Yeah, um, and and that was really painful and scary. And but it's done. Okay, you're done. And so to go to the doctor's office and hear, no, you're not. Uh-huh. You know, not done. Um, and so it's like, okay, here's your options, and you make the best choice. And you go through it again. Mm. And it's like, okay, well, I did it. Mm. So I'm done. And then you go back again. And it's like, no, you're not. And I think at that point, that's where I was just like, come on. Like, yeah, that's where the frustration, I think, for me, like, I was still super sad. But it's like, you just want, you almost just want it to be over. Like, I, I think I kept saying, it, I, I just need to get through this. And yeah. then it just, it felt, just felt like, like it kept was carrying on longer than it needed to be, is what, mm. in my mind, I remember thinking is, you know, we basically dealt with going through a miscarriage 
the whole month of December yeah. over Christmas and then in Brenda's birthday yeah. and then uh, birthday. into the new mm. year. And we just kind of got over it in the middle of January. Brenda physically just kind of got yeah. over it in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. Because so ultimately, like, we surgery was necessary. Like, yeah. They had given us two weeks to let my body do what it needed to do because there's going to be no more medicine. Like, that wasn't wise. And so it's right. just let's see what happens. And nothing happened. And so surgery happened on New Year's Eve. Um, so uh, we, Yeah. And that was... A multitude of things, but I think there was a piece of me that almost felt like this gets to shut in 2020. Yeah, yeah. 2020 wasn't just a hard year for sure. Put aside all of this, um, and so there was a piece of me that was kind of looking forward to opening up 2021. Like I was still going to be physically healing, but sure. I would be healing, and like that was just something that was a light to me because I think I had just been so. You know, you're devastated by this loss and not just like it's hard on you physically, but, you know, you, like I said earlier, you imagine who this person's going to be. You know, I spent my nights combining Sam and I's personalities. Oh, I hope that, you know, he always had such, he, as a kid, he always had such a good, like he would tell on himself. He, you know, he had, and so I'm like, oh, I hope that comes from him, you know. um, But I'm sassy and I love my sass, so, you know, I hope they get that. And, you know, I'm piecing together these pieces of him that I love and pieces of me that I'm proud of. And you imagine this, you know, this human being and who they're going to be and who they're going to grow to be. And, um... And so you you grieve, you know, I, I have no idea who, who they were going to be in someday. I guess I'll find out. But, yeah. you know, there's a grieving of the potential, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of who they were going to be mm-hmm. in. Um, there won't another baby that we have won't ever be the same as this one. And so um, I know that, you know, yeah. even if this baby lived for 12 weeks, it was uniquely made. Yeah. Um, and so there won't be another baby like the baby we were growing. And so I think there was a lot of grief with that of just like, okay, you know, this is not just the fact that this life is gone, but all the potential of what that life would have been. Yeah. Um, and not a lot of trust comes with that. So yeah, you have your sadness and your anger and your questioning. And I, mm-hmm. I think there, and that was one thing that, um, I'm thankful for the voices that we had in our life, just reminding us that it's okay to feel that. It's not okay to stay there. Don't stay. You know, don't stay in anger. Don't stay mad. Don't stay, you know, depressed. Don't stay um, questioning. You know, you have, there's a, and that's where I think we circle back to surrender is like, you can be there for a little bit and that's a very normal feeling, whatever it is. Um, And you will feel a lot of things. I mean, that's just completely normal to feel sad and then the next moment angry and, you know, then have to sit down and have an honest conversation with God of like, why in the world is this even happening to me? And um, why couldn't you have not just taken care of that with the first go around? Why did did this last this long? And why are we still in the middle of this? And um, I think that's okay. But I think what's not okay is to stay there to stay questioning, like you don't want to question God. Right. He's good. He's good. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. if you, and I think that's something we just had to circle back to is, um, you know, he's, he's always working for our good. And so we may not see it or understand it right now, but um, we will, Yeah, you know, yeah. there will come mm-hmm. a point where we will. And so let's, let's be mad for a second, but then let's say, okay, God, like yeah. we want to see what you're doing. And so we're not going to stay here. Yeah, and there's hope on the other side of it too. Mm. I mean, we've had friends and 
you know, family tell us too, where, you know, they've struggled with infertility or, you know, they, their son or, you know, their son or daughter, you know, they've gone through pregnancies and had miscarriages and now they have grandchildren and mm-hmm. they couldn't imagine their mm-hmm. not having that grandchild that they have now. Right. And, right. um, you know, that's a, that's something to be helpful for whether, you know, if we have a, yeah. a child naturally on the side of earth or not, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just to remain hopeful. That's kind of where we're at. I love that. One of the things in a previous episode that Ashley Schneider um, said was that uh, healing while you're hurting is still is still healing. Yeah. And that's kind of what you guys are personifying tonight. That even though you're still you're still hurting even right now because mm-hmm. it's February and mm-hmm. this is very fresh, you're also still still healing yeah. mm-hmm. at the same time. And um, I think that's a good word for someone that well as we get ready to close, is there anything that anything that we left out or that you would like to say to uh, a mama or a papa going through this right Just, now? I think um, what I would say to someone going through it is exactly what someone told me, which is you're gonna be okay. And what you told yourself with yeah. the scripture. Yeah. That struck me earlier, and I meant to say something that that just struck me when you picked up the phone and your friend said, you're going to be okay, Brenna, was the same thing that you told yourself in yeah. the... I didn't even realize in the, that. In the doctor's office. Yeah, and I, I I mean, I think that really... And and it's okay until until you are okay, it's okay to not be okay. Right, and, yeah. And I think that was a big uh, piece of honesty that I had to have with myself where people would say, how you doing? Are you doing okay? Nope, I'm not. Yeah. And it's okay to say that. You know, I'm here and I'm showing up for myself and, you know, for all the things I need to, but I'm not okay Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't be okay. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm in the middle of the hardest season of my life. I should Mm -hmm. not be okay. Um, But you will be okay. You know, the the okayness is going to come and... um, I think it's going to come a lot more quickly and it came much more quickly and it continues to come quickly to us because um, we're surrendering that over. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a big God who, who loves us in a big way and who is able to do a lot of healing in supernaturally fast ways and provide peace in ways you can't understand. And I think that was one of the coolest things we experienced was um, when we would feel peaceful about something, the only way we could describe it is to look up scripture. Like, Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can explain this to you. Is mm-hmm. that says it right there that you know he's going to give it to you. Yeah. Um, and so I would just yeah I would tell someone you're going to be okay and when you don't feel okay talk to God. Yeah. He's yeah. there. Yeah, I would. If I was to talk to your male audience on here, <laughs> uh, I would just tell them you know that trust in God's timing with all of it. You know it's okay. You need to be patient. Um, give your wife some space to heal. There's going to be some stuff. You you just can't explain. Um, mm-hmm. You can't help her, um, but you just got to trust in the assurances that God loves loves you, he loves your child, he loves your wife, um, and that everything's going to be okay on the other side of it. Mm. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Well, it's a tradition on every episode that if you will receive it, I would love to pray a blessing over you before we, appreciate we leave. That okay. would be wonderful. Father God, over Sam and Brenna, I pray the blessing of a strong and solidified marriage, God. I pray that they are a reflection of your son and individually, but as a whole. God, I pray healing 
over their bodies and their hearts. I pray healing over their minds and their emotions surrounding um, not just this, but um, all that has happened because of it. I pray also a spirit of gratitude within them, that they'll be able to continue to see your hand at work, God. And I pray a voice over them. I pray the blessing of a platform and a voice for them. We love you so much. You're the best, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you guys so much for coming. And I just really appreciate it. You're just the best. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah, thank you. That was a sweet time with the Daggies. As always, we want to hear from you. If this podcast is making a difference in your life, we want to hear about it. If there's something we can do better, something you want to hear, we want to hear about it. You can like us on any platform that you're on. The Daggies information will be in the show notes, just as it was for the first episode. You can check that out. And then um, they're always open to be reached out to, to be talked to, to um, lend you a hand or a prayer if you're going through a miscarriage and, and navigating this specific kind of grief. Uh, at Hill Podcast, we love you each one, and we are praying for you in this um, time that you are working through your grief. We hope that you are feeling heard, important, and loved in that. And we're always available through um, Hill Podcast on Instagram, or you can check us out on Facebook as well. We will see you next week. We're praying for each one of you.